Welcome to another episode of Loan with Jen. Whether you're listening in on the podcast or watching us on YouTube, we are going to talk today about bank statement loans. So that's the craze. A lot of people ask us about bank statement loans. So I have a special guest today, Kara Eubank. And Kara, hey Kara. Kara has been not a new person to the mortgage world. In fact, she was working hard during the early 2000s back in the subprime days, which was the beginning of loans where they kind of look the other way on certain stuff. Is that a good way to subscribe subprime? I would say so, yes. They just ignore certain things that might be there. (laughs) So Kara has a lot of good things to offer. She actually works for a company that is called non-QM. So that's where the bank statement loans Welcome to the Loan with Jen podcast, your weekly source to keep you informed on everything about financing your home, where you will hear real facts, no BS. I'm your host, Jennifer Hernandez, a loan officer since 1995, and over 4,300 families financed to date. If you're starting to think about buying or refinancing a home, wonder if you have the right credit, savings, or even income, you're in the right place. On my weekly episodes, I make complicated topics easy to understand. By the way, my license is NMLS 514497. The ideas expressed here are my own opinions and don't represent any legal advice. Thanks for joining. Let's jump in. Kara, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for joining us. So what is a non-QM loan? When people hear non-QM, like what the heck is that? So non-QM stands for non-qualified mortgage. So basically um, a majority of, you know, your borrowers are fit a certain criteria and that criteria can allow them to go conventionally. We, on the other hand, just, we are outside the box. We are, we manually underwrite. It's for those borrowers, especially like we're gonna talk about the self-employed borrowers. It's a great program for them because when you're going conventional, you're probably gonna use tax returns. Well, these borrowers, hopefully they're writing a lot of stuff off and, but their tax returns reflect a certain number. Well, they actually make a lot more money than what their tax returns say. So that's kind of where we're a little bit one off. Um, and we have, we specialize in, in certain borrowers, I would say. So the non-QM loans is really a good definition for people to understand is it's loans that are outside of conventional. They don't fit in the box because you're right. The conventional loans, which I've specialized in for a long time, you've got to fit certain criteria and there's like no way around it. And so we're really great to have partners like you. So Kara works for Angel Oak, which is a big non-QM lender nationwide. And we're lucky to be affiliated with y'all. So let's talk about bank statement loans. So that is one non-QM product. That is is our most popular non-QM product that we have. And it is for those self-employed borrowers. They must be self-employed for two years, but it's for those self-employed borrowers. Like I had said before, you know, they make a lot of money and they are hopefully writing off everything, but we're going to only 
use their bank statements in order to qualify them. So first, how do you verify that they've been in business for two years? So like, let's say I'm a Schedule C person and I self-file. Let's say I don't have a CPA. Is that bad? We like to see a CPA letter that will prove how long you've been in business. Yes. Or you could like get a DBA certificate or... Exactly. We look you up on the Secretary of State or Bizpedia and just kind of verify it that way as well. Okay, cool. And so you've got to be in business for two years. Now you have two programs. There's two types of bank statement. One is 12 months and one is 24. So let's do the one that's the hardest, which is 24. So you have to do 24 business bank statements, right? So we can use either 12 or 24 personal or business bank statements. Normally we ask for 24 if they're available. We can always change the program to 12 months if making more money in the last 12 months than they did over the span of 24 months. That's kind of the beauty of it is that there's little rules and things can be bent. We do exceptions on many loans. So if there's some one off on there, then we will send it to our non-agency group, which is kind of like our pre-underwriters and know from the beginning whether we can or cannot do that loan. Because there's a formula that you use. So like, let's say I'm gonna do the 12 months. Let's say my last 12 months is better than the 24 and I give my business bank statements. Like, how are you analyzing? Do you just take the gross deposits or do you, I know there's a formula to it, but kind of in layman terms, how do you look at it? That's a great question. So just for a prequel, all we need is a 1003 on that 1003 or the Erla. We don't want any income and we just need a credit report and then their bank statements. Some people that are listening, they're like, what's a 1003? So it's an application. It's yes, a loan application. And so with that, we have a team of experts, a bank statement review team, and we just send that straight to them. That's all they do all day long. And they calculate that income for us. Yes, they normally take all of the deposits and add them up, of course, that we default to a 50% expense ratio. Depending on what you do for a living is what your expense ratio will be. So let's just say if you're a realtor, then that expense ratio and you you have, you're working from home, you don't have any assistance, that type of thing, we can go below a 50% expense ratio. All we need to prove your expense ratio is a CPA letter or a tax preparer letter. Okay, so they default that like, let's say I have $10,000 in my bank in any one month, 50% is 5,000. So they just assume 5,000. Okay. Right. And so they do that every month cumulatively and then they add it all up and divide by 12, I'm assuming. You're exactly correct. Okay, cool. So obviously this comes with a price tag, which means higher interest rates. So is 12 months bank statements a higher interest rate than 24? It depends on your credit score. Okay. Yes, yeah, credit. And, and right now it kind of depends on the day. <laughs> so basically the rate mostly, whether it's 12 or 24 months, it sounds like the credit score, because we're not really relying on much else. I mean, bank statements, of course, but credit score is going to be super important. So on average, if I want to be in the bling bling zone on these programs, what's kind of the score that really is going to do me the best favor? in the interest rate above 740 760 so with a 720 you can get 90% on our bank statement loan we never charge any mortgage insurance so 90% with a 720 oh wow 
So, wow. So 90% means 10% down as long as you have a 720. That's super cool. And if you don't, if you don't have a 720, like, let's say I have a 680, like what's the minimum credit score that you could have on this program? A 660 is the minimum credit score. And that's at 75% LTV. So So they would have 25% down. 25% down. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, the rate, so right now at the time of this recording, interest rates, you know, are in the sixes somewhere. So would you say that the programs are usually like three to 4% higher than what conventional is? But possibly. So we actually have two bank statement programs. We actually have one, it's called a business bank statement elite program. And basically we have to have business bank statements. There's a little different guidelines on that one, but it has much better rates. So those rates are probably in in the sevens to eights. On our regular bank statement program, if we're using personal bank statements, it probably would be closer to eight or nine. Yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. So just to recap, business bank statements could be an awesome thing. And is there a prepayment penalty usually on these loans? Only on a non-owner occupied. So that means investment. So you can do it on investment too. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. super cool. We can do investment. Can I tell you, Jen, the reason kind of what, why we do these loans and who we market to this, like those self-employed borrowers go to, you know, you guys and they've just been told no, 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 no. And we've actually opened this program because these are great borrowers. They are savvy people who own their own businesses and shouldn't be shunned because they're writing stuff off like smart people do. Yeah. So that's what is the beauty of this program. The buying power, you can, you know, if you go off of their tax returns, their buying power, it may, you know, may qualify for a $300,000 loan. Well, when we get the bank statements and we see actually how much they make, their buying power can go up, you know, to six, seven, 800,000, it it depends. So we do pre-qualifications on to be determined TBDs if they don't have a property. I actually prefer doing that so I can give you the pre-qualification to you, Jennifer, and then you can tell them, hey, you actually can qualify for this amount of Mm -hmm. a house, this amount of money to go toward the house. So that's what is so special about this program. That's cool. So the thing that I want buyers and realtors that are listening and watching to know is that these programs are not offered by all lenders. The company that I work for, Legacy Mutual Mortgage, we do, we have a great relationship with Angel Oak and we do this to expand our offering to buyers so that we can make more loans, of course, to more people and not be the ones that are saying no. So in your market area, I always tout using the local lender for everybody. So if you're listening to this and If you're in Texas, please call me. But if not, whatever state that you're in, look for a local lender, get a recommendation from your realtor so that you can get with a company that has this program. They're probably sending it to Angel Oak and get in the know. It's a great program. Like you said, it's meant to serve a part of the market that they need to be helped too. And under this bank statement program, we also have a 1099 program. So with that same 1099 program, we just need one or two years of 1099 and then the year to date, either bank statements or year to date from the employer. Now they do have, do they have to have be 1099 for at least two years as well? Yes. We would like to see that they are 1099 for two years. Like I said, if there's a one off, 
we're always more than happy to ask our non-agency desk to see if we can get an exception by chance. You know, if they had been W-2'd and then just they're shy of maybe have been 1099 for 22 months, it very well is possible that we can make you those exceptions. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we love working with y'all. Well, good. Well, Kara, thanks for helping shed some light. I just want to bring some knowledge to the community. I'll put some information and some more helpful links, description and show notes of the episode. And thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time today. Jennifer, thank you so much for having me. I, it was wonderful. I enjoyed every minute of it. Thank you. You got it. Thank you for listening to the Loan with Jen podcast. Keep joining me each week to stay up to date on the mortgage industry as I'll dive into relevant topics so your home financing process, whether you're buying or refinancing, is smooth and simple. If you enjoyed today, please click follow and that way you'll never miss an episode. To find us on social media, just go to Loan with Jen on any of the social media handles, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in this week for Real Facts, No BS. Talk soon.